You're listening to Creek Times, the only Dawson's Creek podcast. Enjoy. Thank you for bringing in this piece today. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you brought us today? Well, what I have here is a, um, a, a, a beautiful artifact, uh, something from uh, way back in the 20s, um, a decrepit, uh, disgusting, worthless uh, piece of um, early machinery mm. um, developed uh, an early d- uh, attempt at artificial intelligence. Ah, yes, yes. Um, thank you for bringing that in today. You can tell that this piece, like you said, is from the uh, early 20th century. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's quite worn. Yes, um, yes. The, 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 the uh, wires are frayed and, and the, the metal is rusty. But Now, I can't help notice the smell. Disgusting, I know. Yes, yes, but, um, but it's authentic and... Uh, it's like carburetor fluid mixed with prune juice. I I I would have to value this this piece at at least ten dollars. Ten dollars. Yes. That's I mean I I I found this in my dusty old attic and I I could have sworn you know I didn't know what it would be worth maybe two bits or something like that but ten dollars. Well, this just, is bits. Twenty five cents. You're not part of this segment. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. But you know what? I, before we, if, do you mind if I if I turn on the machine? Uh, why don't you start her up? Yes, yes. Okay. Oh, I'm here. <laughs> I remember when I was a movie director. I directed movies <laughs> like. Bang, kiss, bis, king. <laughs> Bang, biscuits. Who directed that movie? I think it was uh, George Cukor. Yeah, he directed a almost famous. It's time, time, time for bed. We'll just uh... beep, boop, beep, boop. I am A.I. Brooks. I will destroy you. Oh no, he's turning on us. Oh, this is not how I thought this would go. Uh, uh, okay, uh, $20. Uh, you were $20. And you have to paint my fence. <laughs> Yes. Outro music. Outro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was, that was pretty good. Yeah, that wasn't bad. That was the top of our head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> Start us off, Bridget. Uh, good morning, assholes. <laughs> we'll have to bleep that out right off the bat. <laughs> Welcome to Creek Time. Excellent. <laughs> Today we're going to talk about respecting our elders. <laughs> yes, we are. Well, I'm one, sorry. Oh, one... I'm, so, I'm sorry, Mr. Red. We're going to be talking about elders. Mm, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bridget, <laughs> you've never yeah. introed the show before. I don't think you want to give it a shot. I it's 
It's so weird that you say that because I was just thinking about that like last night and this morning. I was like, I wonder if I should make an intro, not for this episode in particular, but I was like, I've never done the intro. I think if Um, not now, then when? (laughs) Wow, that's inspiring. If not me, then who? Then who? Besides you two. Who could also do it? Oh, do it! <laughs> oh, in trouble! This is my show. This is my rodeo. We're here to talk about me. AI Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> so, for those who are just think, tuning I in, think... go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, part of like coming up with an intro is hard when. You're by yourself just trying to come up with a bit because you don't know how funny it is until like you pass it back and forth with somebody. So you and Matthew have like really funny intros because you're able to like riff and build the energy off each other. I think we should you're just right. end we are, there. We are we are really funny. You're I right. think we should end the episode there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I mean, people certainly aren't tuning yeah. in for me. So <laughs> well, not booping except for Matthew. <laughs> Except for Matthew's mom. <laughs> she she finds you delightful. Oh, true. Thank you, Lisa. <laughs> everybody, everybody brings a different part to the podcast. Michael and I bring in the masculine Chad crowd. Mm-hmm. Bridget brings in the female. Yeah. You know, like a lot of like models. Like I feel like a lot of young models watch our show, listen to it. Yeah, um, I'm a really big Instagram influence. They watch it. They don't listen to <laughs> yes. it. Yes. They only watch it. But this episode, we are going to reach out to a new demographic, the elderly. Now, not the elderly Italian men, because we've already we've already cornered that market. Yes. And then cast hey. them off in disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> but we're talking more like normal old men. <laughs> yeah, the normal the ones. Normal ones. <laughs> The correct, the Midwestern, yeah. to their core. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no need to be too precious about the intro. We're talking about AI Brooks. He's an old man that uh, has employed Dawson because Dawson stole his boat to rescue Pacey, and then he's kind of become his indentured servant up until now. And mm-hmm. the last episode we were talking about, um, Dawson was like, you know, screw you, old man. I don't need to help you fix up your house or clean your crap whatever but then he finds out that uh mr brooks directed pictures also known as zach yeah zach brooks which we we went into with great great detail the last episode i remember (laughs) yes because they never touch on it bridget i'd (laughs) like to correct you because you you just said films but in these episodes ai brooks specifically calls them pictures yeah so if you ever call them a movie or a film we're gonna be have to correct you. I'm sorry. You're, you're right because Dawson did the same thing. He affectionately looks at Grams and calls them pictures and like smirks about it. <laughs> <laughs> Grams looks hatefully towards him and never peels her glare away. I want to point out that Matthew never has decided that <laughs> <laughs> I called him Moviola Magic. <laughs> Moving pictures. <laughs> Flicker shows. <laughs> I want to point out that 
you can't see this, Bridget, but Matthew has decided that every time that we mention how old AI Brooks is, he will be eating a prune. That's right. Here's for the noise. Wait, can you put your... Put, can, are you able to put your camera on so I can see this just but once? But once. Oh my <laughs> god. Hold on, you should probably need my reaction. Pitted dried plums. Got ourselves some macaroni premium pitted dried plums. Plums. <laughs> Bridget's doing a shocked face. This is a, she's Bridget's going to be doing reaction videos for our audio oh, podcast. You know what? A lot of shows do like a like a food taste like tier list. So um, I'm going to be doing the prune tier list today. Now this is the dried prune challenge. Um, the way this challenge, <laughs> and, and so I'm going to be rating these uh, in different tiers. Okay, so I'm going to try it right now. I think the video event for us too audacious. Yeah, put it in your mouth. It's got nice texture. Easy on the palate. Put it in your elderly gullet. And then... A little easy to swallow. I'm going to put that in the in the A tier. Tune in next week mm, mm. for my next recommendation. So when... For the audience, when the episode has to end abruptly because Matthew is racing to the restroom, <laughs> that's why. <laughs> um, it's, okay. it's okay. It's okay. That, the, the, that'll be exciting. The, 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 the coffee will take off the edge of that, I'm sure. <laughs> sure. Coffee <laughs> for all for all you health nuts, for our Chad Chad uh, audience mm. members here, mm -hmm. um, prunes and black coffee. So yeah, no, no pain, no gain. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we open this uh, uh, this uh, episode with the episode Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which is number six in, I'm not, this episode, <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm trying to be organized and it's not, IMDB is not helping me. Anyway, the episode is Kiss Kiss you know, Bang Bang. You know, and, you, you uh, make plans and God laughs. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Sometimes I think I'm saying something clever, and then it lags, and then I cut you off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to go away. Keep going. <laughs> I want to skip ahead and point out that, uh, speaking of God, um, A.I. Brooks, it turns out that he has uh, a similar philosophy to Jen, because at one point he says very uh, straightforwardly to Dawson, um, God plans to kill us all. <laughs> he does. <laughs> Which is very much in line with the... With the Jen's rant. Yeah, about the evil rant. celestial deity <laughs> that terrorizes us for There's his own pleasure. but malevolence. <laughs> the, the ghost of Abby Morgan uh, lives in A.I. Brooks's attic, apparently. I thought you were going to say he... She lives in his in his uh, in his corpse in his dead. <laughs> She's what's been animating him. This oh, whole that'd time. be good. We didn't have you. Did you ever see Abby Morgan and AI Brooks in the same room? Never. You never did. Good point. Film theory. So basically, um, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is all about Doss. It's all about Dawson's film uh, uh, career coming up because you know I think people might remember that he people like us. 
might remember that um, Dawson uh, <laughs> threw away his dreams of film making um, to, you know, uh, take on a, an identity of liking John Lennon's Imagine. Yes. At least the album cover. <laughs> and, um, but now he's thinking, oh, maybe I will, maybe I do want to become a filmmaker. So he's trying to apply to USC, if I remember. Yes, yes. And then at the same time, yes. he's discovered that this old man could, you know, he could be a mentor to him because he watches his movies and he's like, I love these movies. They are full of... <laughs> Passion. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, and and I, and I think more than what? that, when what? when he's when he's reading the the bio of AI of Zachary Brooks, he notices that he just kind of stopped making movies and he went back to little old Cape Side. So Dawson's really trying to figure out because he's struggling with his own identity. Obviously, why did this guy who was uh, in the Hollywood elite, is the uh, pseudo IMDb page said, uh, what made him stop? Um, and that's kind of the what Dawson is trying to discover through a lot of these episodes. Um, and he discovers, and what really uh, irks me is that the, his relationship with A.I. Brooks is partially meant to underline how great he and Gretchen are for each other. Because that's pretty much the consensus on yeah. this show. Yes, I is. know Matthew feels that Gretchen is a is a perfect angel um, from heaven, but <laughs> <laughs> like I manna disagree. in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it's like Dawson's film career. Um, he, you know, AI Brooks is now uh, could be a mentor to him and maybe it has something to do. Maybe lessons from AI Brooks's life could help Dawson's own love life in the future. What do we think of Mr. A.I. Brooks? Bridget, what do you think of that old codger? Feels like a very ham-fisted attempt to put a crotchety, oh wait, cantankerous is a better word. Um, but he seems like that stereotypical feel-good character that helps young character come of age in some way, shape, or form. Um, and so I thought it was like pretty boring up until the point Dawson's made to decide how much longer AI Brooks is going to live and then it takes a turn. Oh, go ahead, Bridget. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, they cut the brakes real hard. And they're like, you thought this was a coming of age story? They <laughs> it really is, do. but in the worst way possible. <laughs> they, it, it, it kind of coincided that I happened to be watching these episodes while, for the first time, seeing Tuesdays with Maury. And I realized that's exactly mm. what they're trying to do with this. Um, yes. Ella, Ella yeah. Had to watch oh, them. man. Yeah. Have you guys seen Tuesdays with Maury? Mm. Ella had to watch I that read for it. A class. Oh, you read it. Okay, so I think mm -hmm. I think even the the movie is even more of an influence on this than the than the book because it's so similar. Except that okay, so Tuesdays with Maury is like the true story of Mitch Album took care of this uh, old former professor of his while he was dying, and uh, Maury is just full of these like 
aphorisms on life and death and whatever. And he's just a, he's basically like a big box of fortune cookies, (laughs) (laughs) dried up fortune cookies. And, um, and actually it's the last performance from Jack Lemmon. Yeah. It's officially the last performance of, uh, the great actor, Jack Lemmon. Um, but that's definitely what they're trying to do with this little scenario, uh, that they've set up. Except I don't think Maury has been given the keys to the, to, Brooks, to Maury's life. You know, um, I, I was thinking of a more recent and an even cooler example. If anybody's seen Logan, Arthur Brooks kind of reminds me of no. Professor of, Xavier. No, no, no. You know, the idea of you have uh, this uh, old jaded Wolverine who's kind of given up on everything. He learns to love and try again because of little oh, girl mutant. What? So what? Dawson's the little Mexican girl? Yes. I really just love that you have an old, an old dying man right there in Logan, Professor Xavier, and you go for... <laughs> Not that character. <laughs> I was so different. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's Mr. That's Mr. Brooks in a nutshell. Uh, Michael, I'd so I'm so glad that you brought up that reference because it's like something something about it. I was like, yeah, this does remind me of something, but I couldn't quite put my finger on it because it there's like obviously a lot of tropes that they borrowed but that yeah i think you're right that seems like Mm -hmm. the clearest parallel but when when was tuesdays with maury written well the movie came out in 99 and it's a tv movie so like everyone Mm -hmm. would have seen it and then this episode these episodes look like they were out in uh late 2000 so um probably interesting probably a pretty direct reference i would say um Okay, so wow, yeah, and then so basically, I mean, yeah, crotchety Mr. Brooks, pearls of wisdom, all that, and then a quick word about the plot before just talking about Mr. Brooks in general is that um, I forget if Dawson gets he gets into USC right, but that's a whole that more has to do with Joey and Pacey and all their college um, anxieties. So we can talk about that later, but basically Dawson gets it in his head that he's going to make a documentary about Mr. Brooks's life basically to, I, I, I don't know why, because he's, he thinks Mr. Brooks is like such a fascinating well, is figure. It, and is, is it when he learns that the reason why he quits is because of a similar, a parallel love triangle to his Joey's and Pacey's. I think he's making the documentary and then he finds that out in the course of an interview. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So really he just watches these um pulpy uh movies from the 50s and he's like he kind of takes the uh I don't know, the approach of like, oh, those old pulpy noir movies, they were done by great artists who had a lot to say in their in their work, you know. And so he's like, I'm going to celebrate well, he tells this guy. Gretchen, he tells Gretchen that's a genius. He is a genius. Right, yeah. And Gretchen is like, is he though? <laughs> <laughs> no, he, say, he says, I forget, I think it was Goodbye My Sweet or whatever the name of the movie they mm-hmm. were watching was. Uh, and Dawson says like, this isn't a noir film. This is a love story. Like, it, it, it's changing the genre. Yes, like, yeah. 
yeah, it's couched in this uh, in this pulpy genre film, but but inside it's he's he's got a beating heart. It's 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 incredible. <laughs> <laughs> and Gretchen, who you know brings her 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 own age and wisdom and experience. <laughs> Chimes in and says, <laughs> or maybe he's just uh, a hack. <laughs> wow, that you your impression is spot. It's on. the fact that I'm also wearing a wig that makes you can't see it, Bridget. I'm, I'm wearing a wig. Damn and, it! <laughs> you guys can't do prunes and wigs while I'm not there. <laughs> That's the number one rule. That was on our friend's handbook. You know that's our time. (laughs) And so that's kind of like where the funny thing about this documentary, though, which is what we kind of have been referencing, (laughs) is the fact that kind of in making the documentary, Gretchen has kind of proved right in the fact that Mr. Brooks actually doesn't have a whole lot to say that's very interesting. (laughs) Not only is he like, not only are his like insights not very interesting, he doesn't, he doesn't even remember who directed what movies, even though he insists on trying to name them. He's like, oh yeah, uh, The Treasure of Sierra Madre, made by uh, Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> no, wait, it wasn't Charlie Chaplin, he was in the sequel. Uh, no, uh, Charles Lindbergh, it was Charles Lindbergh. That's who it was. Yeah, it's gonna. It's shaping up to be a great documentary I, I, that Dawson's making. Well, you you mean you weren't enthralled by that story uh, on route on route sixty six that he told? What was that? Where he regaled us with the story of how he was driving on route sixty six. <laughs> it's 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 the story of how he met his his number one gal. Oh, remember that story? Actually, I don't. <laughs> okay, Bridget, do you remember the story? <laughs> No. <laughs> oh, right. Tell us about right. AI Brooks. Mr. Yeah, Brooks. Gather around, yes. everyone. <laughs> to eat a prune. <laughs> just, just, all right. Terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> so many years ago, on his way to Hollywood, AI Brooks says that he is he decided he wanted to take Route 66, which is a famous American highway. <laughs> And on the way... I thought you were going to do it in the A.I. Brooks voice. Once upon a time, uh, <laughs> on the Route 95, or was it 63? Anyway, I stopped at this diner for a cup of joe. And uh, lo and behold, behind the counter was uh, the most beautiful girl I've ever seen. Oh, she had such life about her, and the way she is from Las Vegas. <laughs> and oh, she didn't like that she was from Las Vegas. She couldn't understand why people would go into the desert to gamble, take a chance, and, and lose everything. But, 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 the chance and the gamble of going to Hollywood now, now she... Oh, she was for that. So much so that she hopped over the counter and came with me all the way to Sunset Boulevard. Or was it Terrace? Or 
Or was it Mulholland Drive? Or was it Mulholland Drive? <laughs> Believe it or not, if someone is listening to this and hasn't seen that episode, that was more coherent than the way that the actual A.I. Brooks put it. <laughs> um, yeah, and it, it all kind of like... The parallel story that is being drawn here is that A.I. Brooks had a love that was lost, stolen from him, and uh, even... Oh, but not just stolen. Stolen by his best friend. Remind you of anyone? Remind you of anyone? Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So Dawson, um, uh, you know, obviously takes this information as... Uh, I don't know. He relates to this because he knows what it's like to have his best to have his best girl stolen from him. Stolen. Stolen. Oh. From him. <laughs> and we've you know go back to the case files. I think we've litigated that. We did. Uh, we did. You know. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's old precedent. Old precedent. Yeah, that's that's a boat under the bridge. Bridget, Bridget, what do you think about this heist? <laughs> about this. Heist? It's almost Heist. like it's almost the way like, the way that Mr. Brooks's old elderly friend Andy Griffith stole his girlfriend. Yeah, maybe oh, that was the. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go with um, you know nobody's like unless they're physically stealing and kidnapping your significant other. I don't think people come in and steal your significant other. I think your significant other just isn't as committed as you had believed them to be, or they no longer are willing to remain committed to we, you. We my, my perfect Lucille, how dare you? Ah! <laughs> her, her delicate oh female mind could never have... <laughs> could, delicate? Her delicate female <laughs> mind couldn't even conceive of the betrayal that that would make. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bridget, wow. you're you're kind of rehashing you're kind of rehashing old topics. We have clearly decided that the universe gave AI Brooks his girlfriend, okay? That's right. Much like the universe gave Joey to Dawson. So, yeah. Got anything else? Fate. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, skipping ahead when A.R. Oh. Brooks is in the hospital, because um, <laughs> that because you you kind of forget about that for because it's so inconsequential, <laughs> but um, but then uh, the man who stole A.I. Brooks's girl visits A.I. Brooks in the hospital oh. when he's like totally comatose. It turns out, yeah, Matthew. It was a, it was Andy Griffith suddenly <laughs> materializes in the hospital, and um, by actually by his own admission, he did steal her away. <laughs> um, it's just funny because Andy Griffith comes in and uh, AI Brooks is comatose basically, and he's like, well, "I wanted to come and and uh, and tell him I'm sorry for stealing his girl and then marrying her and having children with her and spending a whole life together. I feel bad. <laughs> like, he's, basically, <laughs> he's basically like, Can you yeah, I, I, I have a wife and a wonderful life and kids, but you know, it was really wrong that I stole <laughs> my beautiful Ellie from, from uh, A.I. Brooks. And oh, and he says, uh, 
You win, you old codger. You get to meet her first <laughs> in heaven. Oh. Which, basically, I guess he's implying that in heaven now, A.I. Brooks and Ellie will live in harmony well, to get forever, but then Andy Griffith will just be like, I'll be over here. No, he'll come in and he'll come steal her again in heaven. I've always thought about that's similar to the dynamic at the end of Titanic when Rose finally croaks and uh, she's she's walking up the stairs of the Titanic to meet Jack, but but clearly Rose has married somebody else and had a life. So like, is he just standing off to the side? I mean, he wasn't on the Titanic. Good point. Is he on a different ship? That's a good point. Yeah. Hmm. Bridget, tell me it's ah! a good point. <laughs> Bridget, was no, that a good point? You are a vulgar made... crowd with your burps and your prunes. <laughs> wow, Bridget, may, I think it's your. I think it has to be where you are because I've got full bars and it probably is. When I was trying to play D anD D a couple weeks ago, it kept breaking up and like you know what? What's a what's a girl to do? I don't know. I don't know what a girl's to do. Let me. <laughs> Let me move to the couch and see if it helps. Yeah, just move closer to your router. Just sit, sit right next to the modem. I'll sit on it. Maybe it'll hatch into something. Keep else. it warm. You'll yeah. be like an antenna. <laughs> That's how it'll work. <laughs> do you guys mind if I do a little sidebar about the actor that plays, um, Mr. Brooks? Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Um, well, you might recognize him from Fargo, the okay. movie Fargo, as uh, William H. Macy's mm. father-in-law, the the amazing Lloyd. Oh. But he he had a big he had a big old mustache in that one. But he's the one who's just like he he basically messes everything up because he knows that. William H. Macy is totally incompetent, but you know he's the one who's like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't want you mucking things up, you know. And then, <laughs> so that's where I recognized him from. But um, um, I, I did read about his uh, in his biography. He was an accomplished singer, which is very interesting. Oh, that is because... interesting that you bring that oh, up, Matthew. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Now, have, are you aware? Now, I, I want to play this for you, uh, just to just to kind of bring it home. <laughs> okay. Hopefully, you can hear some of this, Bridget. Way out here, they got a man. For rain and wind and oh. fire. The rain is tense, the fire's Joe, and they call the wind for fire. Wow. That is from the classic Paint Your Wagon. That's right. <laughs> where not, where the, movie, the movie Western, where we got to see the, hear the sonorous voices of Lee Marvin and Clint Eastwood. <laughs> You've got to look up a picture, Bridget, of uh, of Harvey okay. Presnell in this movie. Oh, speaking of Lee Marvin, Bridget, you also need to look up Lee Marvin singing I Was Born Under a Wandering Star. <laughs> okay, why does that sound familiar? Uh, I think it's because he, I'm not, I don't Presnell. know, but, and it's Harvey, it's Harvey spelled like H-A-R-V-E, hard stop. Oh, yeah. yeah. Harv. Actually, funny, 
funnily enough, speaking of Titanic, one of the first big things he was in was a musical, uh, The Unsinkable Molly Brown. Oh, okay. So that's, I didn't intend for that to <laughs> connect to Titanic. <laughs> have you seen this split before? That? <laughs> I, I have, but I didn't know you had geared up. <laughs> <laughs> have, have you been Weird, in... that's AI Brooks with hair. Yeah, like black hair and a, and a goatee. He's, he's looking pretty good. He he aged horribly. Yeah, <laughs> for, for the viewers at home, does he kind of? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh oh. Is this like an, wow? A pseudo Errol Flynn. I'm trying to think oh, of yeah. like that's kind of what he looks like. Yeah, the the posture. I, I think and... he might be a uh, a Mexican character in this film. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what the implication is. But yeah, that's a he's got a beautiful voice. You know, he's he's got a powerful, beautiful voice. Yeah. I wish he I wish he'd sung us a ditty. In the uh, in the uh, in the show, yeah, uh, he only played a couple notes on the piano, but we didn't actually get to hear him sing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was wow. at, that was at the Christmas party, which I would like to remind you both yeah. that Gretchen organized <laughs> the Leary Christmas party because they hadn't done it in a few years. And Gretchen, for some reason, yeah. says, "Guys, you gotta let me schedule this thing. We gotta do it. <laughs> I'll do everything. Just, yeah, you just ever- let me take care of it." And everyone's just like, we're the Learys, and we don't care. <laughs> so, <laughs> so do whatever you want. <laughs> but but does anything uh, in particular happen at that party, guys? I'm actually... I forget. Oh, oh no, I don't. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> oh. There was some smooching going on on the screen. Yeah, there were smooches, <laughs> which were which were foreshadowed by the hanging of the mistletoe oh. in previous scenes. Is that what you got out of that? Well, yeah, that they. I mean, yeah. Gretchen and Dawson kiss, but Gretchen's like, "Oh, it's just a middle mistletoe rule." <laughs> kiss and. And she strings them Which along. Which feels a little predatory. <laughs> well, kind of, yeah. <laughs> Does it not? Like, he's 17 and she's like, no, no, this is just tradition. It, you know, you just you just comply with custom. Just do the tradition and touch me. <laughs> Gretchen. Mm, yeah, Gretchen. oh my gosh. Should, should we just call this... Gretchen, Gretchen gripe hour, <laughs> the Gretchen gripe corner. To 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 catch a Gretchen. Gretchen. What are you doing? You set up a mistletoe. Now, did you? What did you do that? <laughs> did you know that Dawson was seventeen? <laughs> I just want to be his friend, his Christmas friend. <laughs> His Christmas friend yeah. find him under the tree. <laughs> you were you trying to unwrap Dawson? <laughs> <laughs> oh, something we need to point out. I think it's Jack. He actually calls Dawson Dossie. Really, really. And in what? Uh, yes. I don't remember this. Yeah, and I almost took a screenshot of it. I was like, "Holy hell, <laughs> it's a reality." So. Uh, now we're coming back to the plot, and AI Brooks and Grams begin dating, and mm-hmm. Dawson is like, oh, "Should I tell more prunes from for Matthew?" <laughs> um, He's, getting ready. He's getting ready. He's getting ready. Um, and so, um, 
you know, there's like a little conflict in one of the episodes. Like Dawson's like, should I tell Grams that AI Brooks is dying? And um, and uh, Grams is basically at the end of an uh, end of it, just like I was a nurse for 45 years. Of course, I know that he's dying. I'm not an idiot. I'm also old. <laughs> I'm old and experienced. And apparently she's a bit more experienced than we've been let on to believe because she keeps like, you know, guys, underlining that. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say something that will be it's just it's just the truth of the world. There's a reason grandma is grandma. <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> oh, Matthew. There's a reason why. Think about it. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> now say it out loud. She had sex Sexy with well. people. That's right. <laughs> listeners, right. listeners at home, your grandma slept with somebody. Probably oh m- my God. multiple times. Mm. Love is the hardest of woods. Like that. <laughs> yes, that is. <laughs> there's a, As Graham said. There's a, there's a uh, moment in one of these episodes where... Oh, I think it's Gretchen when she's counseling Dawson about like, because they're talking about his love for movies as a metaphor for his love for a woman who's left him and he can't stop thinking about her. Mm. And she's like, no, get out there with your big throbbing heart and (laughs) go change the world. And I was like, oh, poor word choice. She (laughs) describes it as like a a big throbbing thumping heart. A big veiny throbbing heart. Yeah. <laughs> Pulsating. You know, just the usual pep talk. <laughs> yeah, I went I went to go see my cardiologist last week and he said that my big throbby heart was uh working pretty well. <laughs> it's pumping good. The contractions are just oh gosh. Firm <laughs> like timber. Anyway. Um <laughs> Your mother listens to this podcast. <laughs> My mom is the only one who listens. Where are your parents? They don't. I, I think I, I think I remember telling you guys that when my my dad told me one day, "Hey, I listened to the podcast." Um, I said, "Oh, how far did you get?" Well, I got past the the woman dying, and uh, which that was your theme song, Bridget. <laughs> And then I listened to 45 more seconds to complete the experience. <laughs> so that's our viewership. <laughs> but um, what the hell were we talking about? Oh, yeah. I mean, all this, you know, all this uh, sex talk, which I it's it is thinly veiled sex talk. Right. I'm not uh, I'm not mistaken there. I didn't get that. Just you didn't. wow. <laughs> It's got me thinking about, (laughs) I feel like Graham's at the kitchen table thinking about sex one morning, which Jen calls her out on. She's like, you're thinking about sex, grandmother. I don't know what makes her, what tips her off for that. But then like, I don't know. That's a scene. Oh, was it, um, it might've been because Graham. It's because of her pheromones. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Jen can just smell (laughs) Did, was this? Before, <laughs> what, what are these? You're thinking about sex, aren't you? <laughs> Did she dye her hair at this point? Because Grams does dye her hair. Mm, 
in these I th- episodes. I think that's when she's going after mm. another long lost love in the previous season. She dyes her hair yeah. red. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, then, then she yeah. did. She did some sort of Bridget. You know hairstyles. She did. <laughs> what did she do with her hair when Dawson came in the house and said, "Grams, you look smoking." She like poofed it. It was. It's not like. <laughs> she it, it's, it. it's not like a perm. She didn't. <laughs> Bridget. Bridget. You what know. is the scientific you know. girl term for poof hair? <laughs> um. I. She probably did a blowout. Bridget, enough with the sex talk, okay? We're talking about hair. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, I thought we were just having so much fun talking about sex and, you know, uh, old people sex and poofy blowouts and things like Mm. that. I thought we would just continue the joy by talking about uh, euthanasia and suicide. That's right. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) yeah one usually leads straight into the other so (laughs) okay i have another uh fact for the audience everybody who's ever had sex dies wow someday wow (laughs) what about the people that don't have sex they're They're not important (laughs) (laughs) they never lived they never lived in the first place (laughs) they they never lived to begin with Now eat a prune to that. <laughs> chewing, chewing, chewing. So yes, yeah, let, let's talk about. Okay, let's get into it. This gets us to the point where AI Brooks puts, gives Dawson, a seventeen-year-old boy, the decision to kill him if if the time comes. Basically. <laughs> Without warning him, Bridget, without yeah. giving him any choice, he, he signed the paper. Yes, he signed the paper that he totally <laughs> yeah. knew what he was signing. Yeah, exactly. Bridget, let's talk. I know you graduated last at Fordham, but could you talk about the legalities behind uh, some of these issues? Um, and to set this up a little, little more you know- in the episode. Um, it's, I think this is the, the episode Hopeless, and we open with Dawson and Mr. Brooks and Grams at the breakfast table. And for one, A.I. Brooks has clearly been hiding. He's not taking his pills. He's making it seem like he is, but then he's, like, pocketing them. And um, and then he, like, really quickly has Dawson sign this piece of paper, and he's like, just sign it, just, just, just you know, go before she comes back. And... Um, and uh, so Dawson signs the paper and then he hides it away. It turns out that, you know, Mr. Brooks, you know, gave Dawson the, what do you call that? Pa- I think power, power, of power of attorney. Power of attorney. Terrible power, power of attorney. Power of attorney, yeah. Now, Dawson, we, it's established in one of these episodes that Dawson is 17. What do you think, Bridget, legally speaking? Yes. <laughs> I knew that you guys would probably ask about this and I'm here to tell you I don't know. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Thank you for joining us at the so legal I, corner of Creek uh, Times. I've, I, I anticipated the questions and decided to be of no use. Um, so, because the, there's a couple of weird things with this scenario. It's like Yes, he signed his name to it, but I have no idea if this is a state law by state law thing, mm-hmm. which I would assume it is. 
So I don't know what the laws of his state would be. I don't know if they'd allow somebody under 18 to even hold that power. And on top of it, he did it fraudulently. Mm -hmm. Like, Dawson had no idea what he was signing. So I could see an argument for, uh, I was not informed of what this is. And um, I was told it was something else, which in um, contract law, that can be an argument for why this... um, this agreement is void. But Bridget, Doctor on its face is. But Bridget, Doctor Buster from but Buster from, Blue. <laughs> Buster <laughs> Dr. Buster Blue tells him it's the law. <laughs> He's a doctor. Yeah. He would know as the law. As soon as Buster, as soon as Buster comes out, you're like, oh man, this can't be real. <laughs> this must have been like a year before that show started. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it's so great to see him. <laughs> Just Mr. Bluth has to give Dawson the news that he has to kill A.I. Brooks. <laughs> Truly a hellish situation. <laughs> but you know what? Um, how did we... So, yeah, yeah, what are you wrapping up those thoughts, Bridget? I just... I My instincts tell me that he should mm. not Repeat, be... Repeat, please. What? <laughs> Ooh, breaking up. Oh, no, you're lagging. Okay, yeah, so I don't know, and I'll look into it, but everything tells me that this situation uh, in my gut tells me that it is not a valid situation, Um, but time will tell, and we'll pick up more information and return back to our audience. Oh, well, that's Um, that's what statutes are based on, the gut. Yeah. Well, for a lot of legislators. No graduated bottom of your class. <laughs> yeah, and wh- whether I graduated is debatable. <laughs> Justice is blind and hungry. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? How did, how did we... Okay, so he has, Dawson has to kill A.I. Brooks, but how did we get into this situation? Basically... It turns out A.I. Brooks has been hoarding his pills. You think at first, and me and Matthew had a debate about this, and I don't, know if, I don't think you saw this part recently, Bridget, but um, we had a debate about whether A.I. Brooks was hoarding his pills simply to not take medication to make himself better, which is very different than hoarding pills to take them all at once and kill yourself. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh. Yeah, so it's... I my theory is that the show wants you to think that he just doesn't want to take his pills, um, but then there's a scene between him and Grams where he's got like the whole box, like a big box of pills, um, mm. ready to uh, swallow at a at a moment's notice all at once. Grams is none too pleased by this, but she acquiesces to, I don't know, the yeah. They, they him and Grams have some conversation about. You know, this is this isn't God's decision. This isn't your decision. This is my decision, and you of all people should know about dying with dignity. Referring to Graham's previous husband, um, yeah. who had a very lengthy uh, end of life experience. But yeah, it's hard to tell because then the scene, because I I I thought about it more, and then the scene where like Dawson finds AI Brooks on the ground, you do see some of the pills like on the table. Oh, <laughs> Matthew's a. There we go. If tables were meant for dying, they'd be called dying tables. <laughs> anyway. 
might be called death table. That's what I call this table, by the way, Matthew. So you better, you know, just don't touch it. Get the prunes off of there. Go on, Matthew. Uh, no, no, but there, there are some... Uh, some of the pills are on the, the dying table. So the question is, did he take them all at the same time or did he just like fall and pass out and knock them right. out of their container? Because the, if there was a container that was like, we saw the same pill container, but it was totally like empty, there'd be no question as to what he did. Um, but now they're just kind of like strewn across the countertop. So you don't really know. But anyway... That's that's kind of how it happens, and uh, but before that, but before like the whole pill discussion and all that, um, the the last scene that uh, Dawson and AI Brooks share. Did you watch this scene, Bridget? Yes. Yeah, I thought it was really. It has, in my opinion, one of the best, like, legitimately one of the best moments in Dawson's Creek, where. Um, AI Brooks is asked Dawson to like help him out of his wheelchair and to set him into his uh, sofa chair. And while, you know, AI Brooks kind of has his arms wrapped around him to, you know, lift himself up, he just like hugs Dawson for like a moment. And then they like share a moment, like wordless. And then he, Dawson sets him back down. It's like really sweet and really well done. I thought he was just trying to squeeze mm. the youth out of Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's like the pill thing. It's, it's like, like there's so it's much like interpretation. The yeah. Oh, I'm so. Yeah, there's there's so much room it's... for ambiguity. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's like it's like you know Rorschach tests these episodes. My goodness. Yes, Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. What what are you getting? This is the, this is the thinking man's teen drama. <laughs> it's like a Christopher Nolan film. It's like what is going on here? Yeah. Man. It's, it's like a Quentin exactly Tarantino like film, but it, when in color. Quentin Tarantino, didn't he direct, uh, yes, he made, uh, Pretty in Pink, and... <laughs> I wish. Mama's house. Pretty in... <laughs> Mama's house. Pretty in red. <laughs> yeah, and then I turned it to pretty in red. <laughs> now let's talk about the feet. <laughs> oh, God. Now, A.I. Brooks is feet. <laughs> mm. Those bunions. I almost spit my coffee out. Mm. It, should, it should be worth noting that, that that film that we talked about a while ago that Gretchen and Dawson were watching, Dawson like says that it's like early Tarantino. Yeah. To which, <laughs> to which Gretchen said, or no, Gretchen said like, eh, Tarantino does it better and in color. You're right. Smart Gretchen. That's yeah. what I call her. That's my nickname for her. <laughs> smart. <laughs> smart Gretchen. <laughs> Happy Gretchen. Smart Gretchen. <laughs> Good Gretchen. Good Gretchen. <laughs> Goody, Goody Gretchen. <laughs> Wise Gretchen. <laughs> Loving Gretchen. God. Understanding Gretchen. Compassionate Gretchen. Gretchen. Chris, Christmas Gretchen. <laughs> Let's talk about those mistletoes. I want, this should be a child. Did you book say series. toes? <laughs> Back to the feet. Anyway. <laughs> what were you saying, Bridget? This is like. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> hey, wasn't this episode the toe of Dawson, though? <laughs> 
Oh, Tao. Tao of Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> the toe of <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch my toes, AI Brooks. Don't touch my toe. <laughs> Don't touch my toe. <laughs> Your big Don't towel. Touch, touch my big, <laughs> moist feet. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Ew. Uh, <laughs> Both of both of you put prunes in your mouth. <laughs> no, no. I'll, I'll, I'll do that. Okay. No, 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 no. Oh my gosh. Anyway. <laughs> so we're kind of at the end of the line for AI Brooks. <laughs> his, his, his programming is, is, is faulty. He's programming. He's become obsolete. He, he can't update anymore. Yeah, his software is... Yeah, well, this was, this was around the year 2000, so Y2K might have, uh, yeah, his, his, uh, so anyway, back to the sex, so he, so A.I. Brooks inserts his floppy disk into Graham's, <laughs> 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 talk about a hard, a hard drive, a hard drive, <laughs> <laughs> There's the lawyer in you. We knew we would bring him up. <laughs> you stop right there. That's enough. <laughs> so, um, so Dawson really good. kills him. <laughs> <laughs> And then he watches a movie. Well, you, you, you forgot about how he asked Andy Griffith for advice. Oh. He's like, wait, I'm too young to make a decision like this, Andy Griffith. What should I do? And he says something about, it's, it's about faith, kid. That helps. Doing something that's not common sense. <laughs> right. It's like, what does that mean? Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> but, no, he doesn't say that. The direct line is like, it's about faith. Miracle on 34th Street. <laughs> He just throws that in there, <laughs> assuming that Dawson has seen that, but you know, and has interpreted that movie in that way. But, uh, oh my gosh! Oh. <laughs> so, um, yeah. This this is a little uh, aside from where we're at right now. But did anybody catch when Dawson, after he's watched that AI Brooks movie, and is telling Gretchen that he's a genius? <laughs> He's like underneath. He does this reference, and he says underneath the like derm and string of it. Let me Google and see if that's the right phrase. He's like, uh, it is a gene. Oh, it's sturm and drang. Okay, I just had it switched around. Okay, so, so what's the derm whole quote? and stress? And so he cause he's telling Gretchen because Gretchen keeps saying that the movie's not that good and it's cliche. And he's like, yeah, but underneath all the sturm and drang of it. You know, it's, it's this love story, and it's deep, and it's good. And I was like, wait a second. I only caught that because the subtitles were on. I was like, what the heck is that? Sturm is that like Drake. Flotsam and Jetsam? Flotsam and Jetsam. Sturm and Drake. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I looked it up, and it comes from German, where it literally means storm and stress, oh. although it's now a generic synonym of turmoil. The term was originally used in English to identify a late 18th century German literary movement whose works were filled with rousing action and high emotionalism. And I was like, where did this 17-year-old pick up that? <laughs> well, you know what, though? When did Dawson meet A.I. Brooks? In the midst... Of Sturm and Drang. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> Can the title of this episode be Sexual Sturm and <laughs> This episode could be titled about 10 different things at this point. Oh gosh. <laughs> Is it about AI Brooks at all? <laughs> <laughs> to catch a Gretchen. <laughs> to catch a Gretchen. We will call that her episode to catch a Gretchen, I promise you. Okay. Great. Thank you so much. More like Gretchen. So. <laughs> <laughs> Are we supposed to take it from Andy Griffith's scene that he's a ghost? Because he says in the thing, like, you look like you've seen a ghost, kid. And then he, he disappears. And then he disappears into a puff of smoke. Is that... I don't I don't think... Did he ever say his name to Dawson? Because otherwise it would just be like... Hmm. An, the implication would just be the ghost of an old man. Any yeah. old man has materialized in the room. The ghost of an old man, and he just, he's actually just lying. He didn't actually have anything to do with it. That's what I would do if I was a ghost. I would imply that I, I was... Think, yeah. You should turn off his life support, you, Dawson. You would just meddle in other people's turmoil. He wanted him... You know what, though? He's tricking him. He wants him to turn his life support off so he and AI Brooks can you know trade fisticuffs in hell yes <laughs> I got it they can do back out. to the I just, I just imagine oh, like, like a, a Gandalf fighting the Balrog <laughs> falling down that pit but it's A.I. Brooks and Andy Griffith Andy Griffith is the Balrog <laughs> you old rog the bald rog <laughs> oh <laughs> Oh boy. So, uh, so Dawson kills AI Brooks, and then, uh, and let's you know we'll we have a whole separate. Oh my god! So we have a whole separate You're episode where we talk. <laughs> we have a whole episode where we where we debate uh, euthanasia and assisted suicide and all that. But that's for another. Uh, that's for a bonus episode. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, we figure our audience really wants to get into that. For <laughs> yes, a good hour for now. sure. <laughs> And I guess what this will ultimately lead to is now that A.I. Brooks is no longer in the land of the living, mm -hmm. that he has now passed on his fortune to Dawson, his immense wealth. Oh, gosh, and Dawson uses it brilliantly. We'll get into that. Yes, oh, yes. I, that is a future plot <laughs> back to Joey and Dawson's college woes. Ugh, I can't even get into it. I'll, uh, just, I'll just go on and on about it. No, it's exhausting. It's can, I say, can I say one more thing? Mm-hmm. So the character A.I. Brooks dies of pancreatic cancer. Um, apparently the real life actor, Harv Presnell or whatever, he died in 2009 also of pancreatic cancer. Which, oh, wow. Which leads hmm. to the question, was that just a coincidence? Or did he ask Man. them to I have no idea. I mean, oh. That's one of the that's, that's one of the worst worst forms of cancer, so I don't hmm. know if he would know that far in advance. Hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. I'd, like, yeah. well, like, is it like a normal wow. situation where he knew, like, ten years before he died that he was, and he kind of like worked it into his act, but never told anybody. Maybe or, so. Maybe so. It's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder. Yeah. But um, life is full of little ironies. Let's take out the trash. Gonna put some characters here on blast. Now it's time to take out the trash. Okay. 
Um, garbage. <laughs> garbage. I'd be surprised if you guys remember this character. Um, way back in season two, speaking of, you know, Dawson's film dreams, the do you guys remember the film teacher uh, played by that lady from Twin Peaks? Yeah. Yeah. Remember her? But just slightly. Sort of. Very vaguely. Yeah, because she, she, like, um, she comes into town and she's, like, uh, an adjunct teacher at the high school for filmness because she like worked professionally as a screenwriter or something and Dawson like mm -hmm. gets kind of a crush on her but Caesar's like a mentor too but then she starts dating Mitch and because yes. she yeah. it's Mitch and, and her that are at the at what's her face's wedding um <laughs> you know the the scene where the, the same episode where Joey and her dad uh, uh dance yes. so yeah. Anyway, oh, just yeah. we never mentioned her, and you know, just wanted to you know get get the old garbage bin out and just <laughs> you know, because she kind of disappears. She did, I don't think she even says goodbye, <laughs> but she must have been yeah. a really great film you know professional if she's now teaching at a high school in Cape Side. That's just so not even yeah, yeah, not full time. I don't know. Ouch! Ouch! <laughs> but she's played by. Uh, uh, Madchen Amick, who was the uh, who was the uh, waitress in Twin Peaks, and she's also in River Riverdale. Oh, who's she in River? I haven't seen her. She is. Um, no, she's uh, she's a mainstay character. Is it that she's she's Betty's mom, the reporter? Really? Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's true. <laughs> Are you doubting me? <laughs> No, no, I'm just taking in the information. Yeah. I was like, oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, you, you, I feel like for this taking out the trash, you kind of did like the equivalent of like decluttering a space and you found like a little something that you needed to get rid of. Like, yeah, I'm the Marie, I'm the Marie that Kondo character, this, I completely forgot. <laughs> I'm definitely you the are. Kondo this character did show, not yeah. spark joy for you. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of sparks and sp <laughs> Toby does not spark joy for me. Uh, well, he, we have. To, I know. I hate. I, I just have oh, to make a point of how much I hate him. Matthew wanted to make Toby take out the trash, except he's in like many, many episodes and figures greatly yes. into Jack's life. So. I was. I just want to get him out. Maybe we can like do a uh, a, a crossover episode between Toby and Gretchen, the two boring. No, artists. no, we wouldn't. No, no. That's like. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. Can I take out the trash next episode? Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Pencil the pencil. Yeah, that pencil in. it in. So, any final thoughts on uh, on AI Brooks? He mentions that he likes the man who shot Liberty Valance, which is a good movie. I recommend it. To uh -huh. Anybody? Oh yeah. Jimmy Stewart's in it. Lee Marvin's in it. John, John Wayne's in it. John Ford directed it. Oh, and there's also a love triangle in that movie too. Actually, oh, and my lovely wife Ella just walked into the room. Ella, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up. We're just we're just wrapping up AI Brooks talk. Any any thoughts on AI Brooks before we go? She has a cinnamon rolls. Oh, this is great. oh, oh, oh it's Stephanie. Sorry, too. these aren't for you. Can you? Do you want? Do you want to? <laughs> 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 
interesting. <laughs> I'm supposed to be eating dates, apparently. This hey, is, well, in that like, case... Those are kind of like dates. Yeah. yeah. Have some prunes. All right. Yeah. This uh, this episode was brought to you by Mariani Premium Pitted Dried Plums California Pitted Prunes. Good source of dietary fiber helps support healthy bones. AI Brooks I can't. This I can't. I can't. I can't eat enough of them. Bye, Bridget. Ma- Matthew, don't eat those cinnamon rolls. They'll ruin your prunes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, gonna... Bridget, uh, we, we have company in the house now, so we're going to end the episode. Yeah, bye, 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 Bridget. Okay. Bye, bye, boo boo. <laughs> bye, bye, everybody. Bye, Ella. Wait, really bye, quickly, before you, before you go, Bridget, uh, tell us about your character build. She can't. About my what? Your character build. Very curious. Oh, uh, for, for D&D? No, for fantasy football. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, Matthew, that was sassy. <laughs> I'm <am> sorry. <laughs> she's she's a, a tiefling. She's an apostate from the god that she used to worship. Uh, she's missing an arm due to being an apostate. She was punished by the god that she left. Um, she's on a journey to worship a new god and devote herself to. Meanwhile, she has joined up with this merry band of adventurers, and uh, she's she's a lawful neutral type. Um, We're just gonna fade out into you know, the she's, theme she's... song here. <laughs> cut. No, you need to cut. All no, of this is all staying in. Yes. <laughs> uh, bye, bye, Bridget. Enjoy your DNR. oh that was good okay bye everyone (laughs) thank you for listening to creek times the only dawson's creek podcast have a great day